Earlier today, you heard Governor J.B. Pritzker's budget address. Not live exactly, pre-recorded, streamed over the internet. No joint session of the legislature to hear the governor's remarks, but still plenty of reaction. And to uh, check in now with his thoughts on the governor's speech today, Republican State Representative Tim Butler, a Springfield representative. Always a pleasure to have you on the program. Thanks again for taking the time. Jim, I appreciate the opportunity. Now, we would ordinarily have this joint session of the General Assembly, and there'd be much applause, usually from one side of the room and not the other. But today we had none of that. Where were you when you uh, you watched the governor's uh, message and, and absorbed all of it? Well, I was uh, at my house uh, just a few blocks from where the governor uh, the governor recorded that video, obviously, I think yesterday and with the sunshine and everything. So actually, I applauded for the fact that it was at the fairgrounds. Hopefully that's a that's a good thing to come for August that uh, We'll have a state fair again since the governor gave his speech there uh, today. I want to come back and and ask about that vaccination clinic, too. We'll get to some of that in a moment here. But uh, now your thoughts on the the content of it. Certainly the the setting was unique. uh, But did you find anything uh, new or innovative or original or promising in what the governor had to say in his budget message? Well, I think, uh, I think you know, Jim, I read your editorial this afternoon. I think you hit it on the head. A a budget speech is just that. It's a speech. I've never been one to get overly cranked up, whether it's on the state level or the federal level, on on you know these budget introductions, these budget speeches, you know the proposed budgets by administrations and things like that, because we know there's there's a lot of work to do in front of us. Um, we are certainly going to have disagreements with the governor on his proposals. Um, I, I think the thing that we've talked pretty loudly about uh, over the last 24 hours is uh, the elimination of some of these, um, you know benefits to business that have allowed for investments into businesses across Illinois, an agreement that we had coming out of the Capitol bill a couple of years ago about some long sought, um, you know, relief for businesses when it comes to their tax structures. And, and that's something that the governor has peeled back in his proposal, um, which, which makes it difficult to put his budget together because those are things that are going to have to be passed separately from whatever budget he has passed. So, you know, I, I think it was it was pretty uh, for for a unique time. Obviously, in the pandemic and the, the financial situation uh, uh, we're in, it is still kind of standard fare where the you know the governor proposes, and then you know now the work's up to the legislature for the next few months to figure out where we're going to go. Let, let me ask about that part of the governor's proposal. Uh, he calls them corporate tax loopholes. Others refer to them as tax breaks or tax benefits uh, to help businesses with various aspects of, of their expenses and things. The governor's estimating that uh, by closing some of those, uh, the state could uh, generate more than $900 million in revenue. Uh, and I know that, that you and your party don't like that, but where, where do we get that money if that's not the venue to make it happen? Well, I don't. I don't agree with you know the fact that that's that's where we need to start. I mean, the governor. The governor. Yes, he's proposing a flat budget, but I think that's that's why we need to we need to you know we we need to have the appropriations committee do their work. We need to look at these things. We need to dig into what we're looking at when it comes to expenses. And you know, uh, you know, maybe we don't agree that it's a forty-two billion dollar budget. Maybe it's a forty billion dollar budget or something like that. And then I think also you know getting a good handle on on other revenue streams that are coming into the state. We've been off on our projections uh, previously because of the pandemic. Uh, I think we'd really like a good handle on where we're going to go with budget projections going forward. And I think, you know, the the thing that I think is most disturbing to me, these these were long thought um, 
you know, relief to businesses across the state to help create jobs. So we've seen, we have seen investment. We've seen data centers come to Illinois because of the stuff we passed a couple of years ago. Uh, we've seen, we've seen, you know, as as businesses are coming out of the pandemic, these are ways to help them, hopefully, get people back to work and everything. And you know, just two years ago, these were these were okay by the governor. He signed them into law uh, as part of the negotiations over the over the capital plan. But now today, he's he's going back on his word on it. So I think I think. You know, really, we need to we need to dive into this and take a hard look through the appropriations committee to find out. You know, is it is it a forty two billion dollar budget? Is that actually is that actually what we need, or can we go with something a little less that still provides, you know, the the vital services that we need to get for for the people of Illinois? But but that is the the question, and uh, you, Leader Durkin, and others have you know talked about this budget process every year. And and you may not agree with what ultimately gets passed, but you know what's in the budget, what it calls for, what it allocates to spend, and we can check with the controller to see where that money has gone. So it, it begs the question again, uh, if it's a $40 billion budget, what $2 billion do you cut out of it? Who who gets the, the axe for that? Uh, do workers get laid off? Do programs get eliminated? And, you know, and, and I think that's what people are wondering here is, okay, uh, if you don't like this spending plan, What's your plan? Yeah, I think I think the the issue there though is the fact that we aren't included in the negotiations on this usually. Uh, most of the time since I've been in, these budgets get dropped at the last minute without proper vetting. I mean, and we have appropriations committees for a reason. They have oversight functions of the agencies, plus they have the ability to go line by line and really scrub what we're spending there. Um, and that I've never seen that actually done since I've been in the legislature. We've had a handful of hearings that does that, but we don't develop the budget like we should through the process. So instead, it gets dumped on us, you know, a thousand page budget. It's dumped on, you know, the Republicans' heads after the Democrats have been putting it together behind closed doors. And that's not that's not the way if, if we're going to do this collaboratively, that's not the way to do it. You know, Jim, I mean, I like I said, I look, maybe $42 billion is the right number. That's the governor's number. But I think it's up to us as the legislature to determine is, you know, if, if that's what the Democrat majority believes is the right number, then that's what they're going to they're going to put out there. But I think as we go through the process, it would allow us to take a look at areas maybe that we could save money and and. You know, well, but I, Representative, help well, me out with this then, because this is the part I don't understand. And I get what you're saying about how they control the process. They drop it at the last minute. You're not really involved in it as the minority party. But that budget was passed last May. You guys have staffers. You've had months to look at that spending plan and say, okay, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Let's cut that stuff out of there. Why can't you come forward and say, based upon last year's $42 billion spending plan, here's the $2 billion we'd cut from that. This is what the budget would look like. Like if we were putting it together, why can't that happen? Well, I again, I think that's that's part of the part of the process that's broken in Illinois. We don't have the opportunity to do that. And you've got and the if, opportunity to if, do it to the you public. Only, you if, may not you may not be you, able to present it in the legislature, Jim, but you Jim, can present it you, to us. If, if if you only want to do it for political reasons, and that's that's not the reason to do it. I you know you know me. I'm somebody who believes we got we need to do this collaboratively. And and look, I, I get what you're saying. It's it's an easy thing to say, you know, let's you know, let's throw out your budget, you put it up against the wall and, and see where it goes. I think a much better process would be 
if we actually collaborate on this and work together. And you know what? I'm sure there's Democrats that could find that could find spots where we could save money as well. I mean, I, I don't think we should take. I don't think any of us, under, uh, all 177 of us, should take the governor's word that his proposal is the proper way to to be spending money in Illinois. But wouldn't it you know, be maybe there's easier? Other, wouldn't it be easier to convince us, though, that the governor's priorities are wrong if you were offering different priorities and saying this is the way it should look? Well, I think I think we offer a lot of priorities. When you look at um, uh, a lot of the issues that we've put out there and a lot of things that, that we are currently developing as, as far as ideas uh, together, I do think we come up uh, with a lot of good stuff. And, you know, it might not satisfy some people that, that we don't put out our own budget per se. But, again, I mean, that's 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 not that's not the process i mean well senator mcclure yesterday for example your republican colleague in the senate uh proposed seven to eight percent across the board cuts other than education uh that would be you know pretty steep cuts and it would probably mean a fair number of your constituents maybe finding themselves out of work if we if we cut discretionary spending that extensively uh but i mean it, it was an idea that he threw out there uh what what are your thoughts on that yeah, well, I, I haven't talked, you know, look, I haven't talked to Senator McClure about that. I think, I think, you know, certainly, you know, the, you know, look, I, I don't know what he had in mind on that. He'd have, you know, I, I can't, I can't answer for what, for what he has. But I do think, again, back to my point, I mean, I, I do think if we look at this, truly, if we look at this, if, if we stand, sit around the table and look at these, I think there's, there's areas that we can probably uh, find to find savings in. Is it, is it, employees salaries is it other things i don't know that's why we got to sit down and, and take a look at it. i mean that's 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 the true reason behind it i don't know where where you know senator mcclure came up with that number i don't know if it came off the top of his head but certainly i think you know in the opportunity in the in the 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 you know atmosphere that we're in right now especially with the pandemic especially you know from from a revenue perspective you know, let's take a look at this. You know, I mean, look, just, I, I mean, a handful of years ago, we had a $35 billion budget, and we're up to a $40 billion budget. The other thing is, you know, that that the public really never hears is our budget is actually much larger than $42 billion. It's about $90 billion because there's a whole other other state funds budget that doesn't go through GRF. And, I, you know, I think if we're, if we're ever going to get to a point in this state where we're true with the public – we're going to have to take a look at that stuff as well. I, you know, that's a lot of that's dedicated funds for things, but that's certainly money that comes in and is spent by the state of Illinois. But, you know, look, this this is a huge problem. This is going to be very difficult to handle. But I think if we if we're true to the process, I think we come we could come up with a budget that's much better than than where we think it's going to be. What happens now? I mean, uh, Governor Pritzker's been in office for a couple of years. Democrats still control the legislature. There's no reason to think anybody's going to do anything differently than the process they've used for years now. So, well, I mean, what do you, do you guys just continue to complain from the outside looking in? Do you try a different approach? Do you offer some specifics? How, how do you move the meter on this? Well, I think I think the opportunity is there with the changes that we've seen in, in the General Assembly, especially when it comes in leadership. I mean, when you when you look when you look around with the four leaders combined with the governor, you have you have a lot of new faces there. Um, you know, with with Speaker Welch and Leader McConkey and and President Harmon. You know, you've got some you've got some new people sitting around the table there. So hopefully, hopefully, it's a new day. Uh, Speaker Welch has has made a big fact that it's a new day in in the Illinois House of Representatives. Uh, we've gotten off to a, 
a slow start because we haven't even gotten our committees really up and going yet, but I, I assume that's going to happen pretty quick. Um, and then I think that's where you're going to see potentially, you know, hopefully an opportunity to, to look at things differently than we've looked at the past. And don't forget, I mean, there's, I, I know we're talking about the budget today. There are often a lot of issues that, you know, that, that we do work together on and that are bipartisan issues that um, do good things for the state of Illinois. And I think there's actually better relationships between many of the members than, than a lot of people give credit for. And hopefully maybe some of those, some of those relationships will blossom a little bit, uh, even more, and, and lead to a better process for the budget. Representative, before I let you go, let me ask you about one of those that might be that opportunity for that uh, collaborative uh, relationship, and that's the natural gas situation affecting a lot of communities here in central Illinois. Uh, We've got Riverton and Auburn schools closed uh, at least tomorrow, maybe Friday, because they just can't afford to heat the buildings right now given what's happened with these prices here. I know Representative Murphy talked yesterday about the possibility of maybe some state loans or grants. The governor issued a disaster declaration. Anything in the works to provide some relief in this situation? Yeah, I, Jim, I think you hit it right on head. That's a great great example of where you work together. I mean, I was on a, a – the mayor of Riverton reached out to me Friday evening, and I was on a Zoom with his people Friday night. Uh, I talked to Senator – we're texting with Senator oh, – excuse me, former Senator Menar uh, on Saturday about the issue – and I, I got to say, I give Andy a lot of credit. I mean, I mean, having somebody from downstate that high up in the governor's team really made a difference. And, and Andy and I did a lot of texting over the weekend. I talked to the governor yesterday. I do think there's some opportunity at looking at no interest loans to these communities from the state. Uh, I really pushed the governor to issue a disaster declaration, which I was glad that he did, because I think eventually that's going to lead us to maybe leverage some, some federal funding, because this is, this is a nat- national problem going on right now. And I I would expect there's going to be some sort of disaster legislation coming out of Washington in, in light of what's going on, not only in Illinois, but in places like Texas and Kansas. So, But it's a tough situation right now in the, in the near term. There's, there's honestly not a lot that we can do immediately, but I do think over the next few weeks there's stuff that we can do to hopefully provide some relief to, to these communities and their citizens. Representative, we always appreciate your perspective, and thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it, Jim.